This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, our own Jedi Knight, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I really hope this show explains what the hell happened to Obi-Wan, where he goes from 50s male model (laughs) <laughs> to an old man with white hair and just a couple of years. You know, it's interesting you say it that way because I saw somebody tweeting about the show coming up. And one of the things I, I said, because they wondered, I can't remember what they were asking about, but I said, one of the things I want to see is how he turned into Alec Guinness overnight. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll be that, interested to see how that happens. Yeah. Well, like when they showed him earlier, uh, I told my wife, I was like, man, this. Hugh McGregor's gotten better looking with it. He looks better than he did in the previous. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does. So, but now the hair looks good. I'm like, what, what, what's about to happen? I think it's so gray and white. I know. So something happens, obviously, but uh, we'll we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but if you have been listening to podcasts since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first, I'm sorry, the uh, first two episodes of the Disney Plus show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you are new or regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page to become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron... You can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review, we'll read it on air next time we record. All right, so we are talking about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know Ryan like just got through watching it. I watched it last night. They, when I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw they were releasing it early at 9 p.m. Pacific time. And I was thinking, hey, you know what? I'm not having to work right now, so I'm going to stay up and watch that. And I did, and I'm glad I did. So, Ryan, what is your general thoughts so far on the first two episodes of Obi-Wan? So Obi-Wan overall nails something that we did not see in Boba Fett. It was fun. Yes, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was both episodes enjoyable. I, I liked the tone of both yes. episodes. Uh, they were they were like the Mandalorian, but but then they were their own thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I I I text you this. I freaking love you and McGregor's. Yeah. What kind of? There are, you know, the prequels don't have a whole lot going for them, but they do have a few things. Qui-Gon Jinn was one. He, I thought he yeah. was good in the one episode that he was in. I thought right. Natalie Portman as Padme was good. Yeah. But above them all was Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Yeah. He was working with some subpar material, but I thought he did the most with it. So, uh, like I said, he was really good in those three those three movies. When there wasn't a whole lot of good going on around him, but he was good in those three. You know, some might say he had some subpar acting partners as well. Well, yeah. (laughs) You know, but there's been some debate about that since then. If it's not necessarily that it was subpar acting, if it was just the material that he was given and some, I have heard and read that 
he was doing it the way that George Lucas wanted. And we're talking about Hayden Christensen. I need to go. Yeah, that and, and I would say Jake Lloyd as well. Yeah, the true. Kid. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a tough thing to try to, you know, figure out because I don't know how much was him versus how much it was, you know, George Lucas and the yeah. material. So that's something that will probably be debated till the end of the time, but it was Hayden Crittenson wasn't good, whether it was his fault, his fault or not, it wasn't great to say the least. So, well, and look, I'm, I, I need to cut him some slack because yeah. also he was very young. Yeah, he was. He was and this like, is, I mean, what a dawning like role. I think he was like 19. Yeah. I think he was like 19 or 20. So, yeah, so. It's a difficult thing to step into, but you know what it is. What it is now? We're going to, pro- you know, we're not going to talk a whole lot about the prequels, but it is important we bring it up just because this whole series starts with like a, a greatest Obi Wan hits from the prequels. And I was going to say, and those scenes, like they didn't have any of the crap from the no, they didn't. There. It was like it was the greatest hits of the prequels. So I mean, we need to talk about them a little bit, but. You know, there's a large swath of people that love those prequels, and it's all people like in their 20s and stuff, because that's, you know, the the prequels are to those people what the original trilogy is to us. Uh, And as we said in Boba Fett, those poor, poor people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's sad that's that's kind of their beloved portion of Star Wars, but no, it is what it is. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this. I'm trying to think, what's the best place to start with? Let's go ahead and just start with, uh, let's start with the trailer because two weeks ago when we talked about Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, one of the things I said was trailers can ruin a movie if they give away too much because I thought that the trailer of Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness gave away way too much. Even Kevin Feige has come out and said that it, it he did not realize they were going to put as much in the trailer as they did, and he thought it was a huge mistake to, for them to do that. This The trailers for this show are, were perfect because mm-hmm. we got excited about the show, and you know they were selling us what we thought was going to be like, okay, well, obviously Obi-Wan, we, we know he was looking out for Luke over all this time until we get to A New Hope. So we kind of thought that's what we were going to get, but what we are getting is an Obi-Wan and young Leia story, which I did not see coming. I did not see the coming at all. Yeah, I was going to say, was she in the trailer at all? No, she wasn't. She was not in there at I, all. Now, I can't remember if Jimmy Smith was in the trailer or we knew he was going to be in this. I think we just knew he was going to be in it. I don't remember seeing him in the trailers yeah. anywhere, but I could be wrong about that. But you're right. That came out of nowhere. And like, yeah, it really did. As, as you continued watch, you're like, oh, she's going to be one of the main stars. Of this. Yeah, because when they first, when they first go to Alderaan, and we're getting those pictures. I didn't really know exactly where it was because we've really never truly seen Alderaan except for a little bit of a passing shot at the end of the third prequel. I was like, well, okay, well, this is kind of nice. This is a little bit of a departure. And uh, we see them dressing this this child and then a mother walks in and she's obviously taken aback because it's not her daughter. And then when we get the picture of the daughter, it's like, oh, it's Leia. Oh, cool. We're actually going to get some Leia in this show. And then later on when you realize that She's about to get kidnapped. 
we're like, oh, this is going to be about her. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I was just really surprised, but I, I liked it. I like this little girl who was playing Leia. Let's go ahead and give her a little shout out. I got her yeah, name I, somewhere. I got her name. Um, it is Vivian Lyra Blair. I, she's been in yeah. some other stuff and I don't have it up. I'll you know what? I didn't look, I didn't look her up either, but she, I, she was good. I will say I'm going to have to be that guy. Sassy Leia. You need to tone it down. Just, yeah. Just a tad. She just does. Tad. She does. And I think they will probably get that a little bit more yeah. under control throughout the course of the series. And I could be totally she, wrong, but she's yeah. really trying to get that, that, that Leia personality down. She really yeah. is. And for she, the most part, I think she does a pretty decent job. She, she gets uh, oh, Yeah, great. I think, no, I think, I think she was, I thought she was good. It's, it's just that trope of the sassy. Oh, yeah in a show and we're you know luckily she's a very good actress yeah and mm. and she can pull it off but there's a point where you could take it way too far yeah and that's my, that was one of my biggest concerns that i actually wrote down <laughs> stassi leia yeah you know, she was she was in the only reason i and i knew i knew her from something because i saw this with my daughter she was in the uh, robert rodriguez film for netflix we can be heroes uh, and she was in that. Oh. That's that's the only reason I saw. Oh, she was in Bird Box too. I didn't realize. That. Okay, she was, was she the daughter? daughter? I think she oh. was. Yeah, it says girl, but I don't know that they were in uh, the names of those kids. I gotta say, when we're talking about Star Wars, and you mentioned Robert Rodriguez, I started shaking. It's <laughs> yeah, like, sure. is he is he involved in this? <laughs> he is not. At least, not, at least not Lord, tell me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I, that's where I've seen her for, is for is from okay. that, that movie. So, and yeah. she was well, pretty good in that film for what it was. <laughs> well, I remember uh, Bird Box. The daughter was good. So yeah, she I'm, was. I'm not mm-hmm. And she, like I said. The problem with Assassin is she pulled it off. I'm just yeah, concerned that, that that could be too much. Uh, I will say that messes up in Star Wars and New Hope. Leia mentions, acts like she had never met Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of that really throughout the course of the thing. I mean, the biggest thing that has been pointed out numerous times in Return of the Jedi, when she's having that conversation with Luke before he goes back to the Death Star, Luke asks her, do you remember your mother? And she gives this like very vivid memory of her and she's died right after childbirth. So, I mean. I think there's a lot of that type of stuff throughout the course of Star Wars. It's and they end up going back and having to redo a lot of it. Uh, some continuity, some timeline stuff that they end up having to go back and fix and that they reworked. There's actually something else in this with the Inquisitor, and we'll talk about that when we get to the end of. Wonder why they don't have a good continuity person like a lot of like I watch Better Call Saul. And they have a person that they have like multiple people. That's their job is to make sure nothing is messing up the Breaking Brad timeline. Why wouldn't Star Wars of all things, especially with the fandom they have and people that have written books right. about, you know, it's like, like, why would, why would you not have multiple people to do that? Right. You would, you would think they would have that kind of in play, but I guess, and honestly, when you're telling these big interconnected stories, I guess there's only one way to, it's hard to make everything line up because there are things you want to say and one stories you want to tell. And to change those is not the, to make everything line up perfectly. You sometimes just have to kind of, I guess, let it go, I guess. Well, I, was uh, say, I guess, is it retcon? Is that the yeah term? retcon? So you could do that in this easily where, somehow she loses her memory of Obi-Wan does right. something or also he, 
she ends up having it. They show her having a dream of her mom. Right. You know, they're, you, they will probably do something, but yeah. I, I'm still a little surprised that they haven't done a better job. Yeah, I, I am too, but I, I think they'll, like I said, they'll, they'll figure out some way to, I guess, make it all work in. I don't know. We'll, but we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. But let's kind of get more into just the uh, specifics of the story. So I want to start at the beginning with, with this. At the very beginning, after we gotten through, like, the where they did the recap, because that technically is not part of the show, I guess. Yeah. But uh, when the very first opening scene of the actual show itself is right when Order 66 takes place, we, we see this this room of with a jedi with some younglings like four or five younglings in the in this room they're training they're doing their tai chi or whatever it is that they do and the stormtroopers come in there's this pretty uh protracted escape scene which the jedi ends up dying but you know kudos to her she's doing a really good job up until oh yeah she ends up getting killed my question to you is this they mentioned a lot and this is part of the inquisitor backstory is they are my understanding before we came into this show is that they were just force sensitive people. They didn't necessarily have like Jedi or Sith training before this, but they say in the show that they're like former Jedis. Do we think that these inquisitors or some of these inquisitors are going to, are inquisitors are going to be some of these younglings yes. that escaped? You think yep. So? I, I think the, is it Rava? Yeah, I think it's Rava. I just call no, her the third sister. The third, sis- the third sister is going to be one for sure. Yeah. I kind of think so too. Because uh, she's going to have some, she hates Obi-Wan. Yeah, and like there's no explanation except for the fact that, you know, yeah. Vader doesn't like him, obviously, but she seems right. to be obsessed with him, just completely yeah. obsessed. So there's got to be some, I, I, I'm thinking she's got to be one of one of these kids. Also, the 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 um, Jedi that was killed, played by Benny Safdie from the, mm-hmm. the famous Safdie Brothers directing group, uh, he, he, I would assume he was one of those kids. I would think so, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, like I said, I, I was that was my first initial thought when I saw these. Is like, why are we going back to Order sixty six? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I guess unless they were just trying to set up why he was in hiding. That's the only other thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, see, that's to, true. But that's I, I. I still think the third sister is going to end up being one. Yeah, I kind of do too. I th- I think that's going to definitely be the case that's because when i first started hearing that they were talking about them actually being jedis because if i remember just from what i I did not see the show rebels uh, i saw a little bit of clone wars i did not watch rebels but my understanding is they weren't actually in rebels they weren't actually like former jedi they were just force sensitive but they are setting up in this show that they are actually former jedis that turned to the dark side so uh, can i ask you something about them uh uh-huh why are they called like fourth sister, fifth brother? I mean, it's kind of some creepy stuff. If I yeah, to be honest. it's kind of like their hierarchy from what I understand. Like, uh, like whoever, like the first brother or first sister would like be next in line to the grand inquisitor. And the grand inquisitor is in charge of all of them. Uh, he is specifically handpicked by Vader. Uh, and I'm sure they will probably explain a little bit more of that in the show. I could be wrong, maybe not. But yeah, the, uh, the Grand Inquisitor is picked by Vader, and the Grand Inquis- and he's like trained and like directed and answers directly to Darth Vader. And the Grand Inquisitor basically gives out orders and everything to the others. And like I said, it's like they're a hierarchy. Like she's the third sister, and they mention in at some point like she's kind of like the 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 hanger on the guy, the the one who just was brought in and is supposed to be like b- below everybody else so then they kind of talked about that a little bit in the show yeah so. uh, well maybe it's because i just watched night sky 
and I've mentioned before on on several of our podcasts, I'm I'm into the cult stuff. I think they're interesting. <laughs> like I'm here, like fourth sister, right? And third brother. I'm like, uh oh, yeah, no. <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, it's, it's nothing like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's it has something to do with their at least Good my understanding hear. of it. And I could be wrong, but my understanding of it is it has to do with like their pecking order in the inquisitor okay. ranks. So, okay. uh, but what I did like is after we get that scene, we are taken to Tatooine and we get the inquisitor landing on Tatooine and we get a really good sense of who the Inquisitors are and what you mentioned tone when we were talking when we first started talking about this show that's one of the things I love about this show because we it's really one of the few things that we have not gotten in Star Wars is what life was like after the Empire took over up until what it was when the the rebellion actually started with with Luke. I, technically, I know it was going on long before then but that's when it kind of really heated up was when they got Luke and all them involved. Uh, but we get an idea of what just everyday life is like for the people living in the empire. And I thought it was just really interesting because the inquisitors show up and it's obvious that they use fear. They are trying to intimidate everyone into giving up who, where this Jedi is that they're looking for. And I don't remember that little, that kid's name, but um, I think it was Nori, wasn't it? Yeah. Nora or Nori or something like that. It's yeah. a Star Wars name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think we get a really good sense of who the Inquisitors are and just how, how menacing they are, especially if you are a Jedi. Yeah. And that scene was an homage to, the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Have you ever seen that? Oh movie? yeah, you're right. It is. That was that was definitely that. It was very very similar to that to that mm-hmm. opening scene. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a really good parallel between the two. So, um, but yeah, like I said, it was just a really good introduction into them. And then the rest of the episode is, you know, we're getting acquainted with two different things. Uh, the first thing that we're getting acquainted with is what life is like for Obi Wan because he's going through he's in a tough spot obviously it's been 10 years we learned that's been 10 years since the end of revenge of the sith and he's going through some stuff i mean he realizes that you know he and the rest of the jedi they failed in their attempts to stop to stop the sith uh the empire is in control and you know he's stuck with just having to with just having to look out for this kid from a distance because and we see from owen that owen does not want him around his son which makes sense because we if as long as they don't change the continuity the first time that that luke really meets obi-wan is there at the beginning of star wars so like yeah. i said I, and, and, and i've i mentioned this before how lucky did they get that they had cast a very young joel edgerton that wasn't such famous right. <laughs> as as owen in like his first role yeah what's and interesting and then come back later he's a star yeah what's that's really honestly probably the reason that they go back to him is because he became a star if they've been right if if joel edgerton doesn't become much of anything after after the first star wars movie then they probably don't come back to him and they probably just recast the role but right. you know joel edgerton became somebody in, in hollywood yeah. but, you know he's not the biggest star in the world don't get me wrong but he is a well-known established guy yeah. throughout hollywood circles so you know bringing him back was was really good i'm he and he looks young i mean he just i mean yeah. he, he, he doesn't look i don't think they de-aged him or anything in this no no i think i think he's he's like our age i think yeah, he's in I his mid-40s so. Yeah, so uh, like I said, just what works out really well for them. And I'll be interested how much he's actually going to play in this because if they're going to stay with the with the story that they're currently telling, I don't know that he's going to be in the show anymore. I think this may be the uh, one time to um, get him. 
I bet we see him again. He's yeah, too big of a name just to just to have. But of course, he may feel you know like uh, he he is thankful for his original role, so he didn't mind doing just a little cameo. Right. But I, I just I just have a feeling we see him again because we haven't seen Luke really, and right. I know he's he is listed in multiple episodes. Is it because I just looked at that? The only thing I saw him was in they said him listed as in two in the IMDb. The the kid who's playing yeah. him, uh, Grant Feely. Yeah, at one point he was he was mentioned it, it more. So okay, well maybe not. Yeah, he's listed as in being in two. Let me look at Joel Edgerton and look at him real quick. So let's see what they have him on the IMDb. Well, he's listed in five episodes. So so I guess we will see him again. Well, good though. I, hey, I'm all from Joel Edgerton. Oh, so. me too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're getting the, we're learning about what life is like for, for Obi Wan. You know, just how difficult it is. I mean, he's living in a cave. Uh, and he's stealing meat from his job. Yeah, he's stealing meat from his job from this monster, I guess, that they're like meat collecting, I guess. I don't, I don't really but he also has found the salon that uh, Timothy Oliphant goes to. <laughs> his, hair, his hair looks good, too. Well, they're both on Tatooine, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, they're the same barber. Yeah, his hair is looking pretty nice for like, but the rest of them looks completely disheveled. That's what's just so yeah, interesting yeah, about right, the whole right. thing. I know. Uh, so, you know, we see what life is like for him, but we're also learning at the same time, we're learning about Leia and what uh, she's been going through with her parents. We, we get Jimmy Smith again, which is always good to see Jimmy Smith. So, Boy, he has not aged. No, he has not. He really hasn't. He, he looks good. Yeah, he, he does. He he looks like, yeah, like I said, he looks like he hasn't aged hardly at all in, the, in this show. Uh, but we're give, we're learning about Leia and she is, as we talked about earlier, the girl who's playing her, Vivian uh, Lyra Blair, she is this spunky, precocious 10-year-old girl, and that's kind of what you'd expect from Leia, to, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Yeah, I would think so. Very, very smart. Mm -hmm. Much smarter than everyone gives her credit for. Right. Uh, always, like, one step ahead. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would think her to be as. Yeah, it's uh, and she is... The the I love the scene between her and her cousin, uh, yeah, and because her, her cousin is trying to like shame her for being adopted and not being a true Organa and all this type of stuff, but she's not having any of it, <laughs> and she's dishing it out just as much as as the kid who's probably a good five or six years older than her. But if I had to guess, based oh, on yeah. the size, yeah, look like it, yeah. And she is just dishing it out right there with them. And like, so just, I just love that scene between her, between her and whoever her cousin, I don't think they ever actually said the name of the cousin. But, yeah, I don't think so either. But like, so just love that scene and just gives us, like I said, it further gives us an idea of what a young 10 year old Leia was like and what it was like for her growing up as an Organa, even though she is just an adopted Organa. And, you know, just when you're in a house and in a family of, I mean, nobility, I mean, she's like the princess of Alderaan, then, you know, it's a, it's one of those things for, that can be a difficult thing to, tr to have to wrestle with, you know, when you're, when you know you're adopted and you really don't know where you came from because they, they don't ever tell her what, who her parents are and all that type of stuff. So like I said, just love that scene, love this introduction that we get to her and just absolutely, uh, like I said, I th I'm, I'll be interested to see what they do more with this character because I wasn't I, I wasn't expecting anything from a young Leia, and I wasn't I thought we might get some of her in this, but I wasn't expecting it, the story to basically kind of revolve around her. Yeah, I wasn't either. I, I didn't even think about her being in it, but man, I'm you know what a what a nice surprise, and just like they did with the Mandalorian, we didn't yeah. know where what this was about, and 
we got a good surprise. So I think I think they've done it again. Yeah, that seems to be what they they've done a really good job. Of that I mean they the Mandalorian when they introduce Grogu and they give us this something that absolutely nobody expected. And look, this is not nearly as big as Grogu. I'm not going. No, I'm no. not going to try to to pretend that that's the case but it still is a a welcome surprise at least i think it's a welcome surprise to most people to have i think so to have this story kind of revolve around because it would have been obvious to go the whole let me watch over luke and kind of be this distant protector that would have been a very obvious story for for them to explore so to take the unobvious route i think was a really good idea on their part all right, so uh, it ends with her being captured, and when she is kidnapped, we really don't know exactly who these people are that are kidnapping her. At first, Ex- I except that, one is a great basis for a rock band. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Do what? It was uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah, I, I, I knew he looked familiar. I was like, who is that? Okay, that so that actually, that makes sense. Well, he he is he's aged. He looks yeah. more like Ed Harris for some reason. <laughs> he does. That's who I thought it was at first. I'm like, is that Ed Harris? I'm like, no, that's not Ed no, Harris. It's, it's it's Flea. Who knew? I, but I did that not. makes it, we we could do a sequel to The Rock with uh, Flea playing the part of Ed Harris. Now. We could. We could absolutely <laughs> do that. So you know, yeah. hey, let's sign up. Let's sign all the people. Yeah, that's up. good. Let's get them involved. But yeah, so we get we get her kidnapped, and we don't really know exactly what they're they're planning. And I thought the kidnapping scene was a little clunky if I wanted to be picky. Uh, yeah, it, I thought so too. There were times when I was like, okay, it looks like y'all should have captured her like five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> uh, and I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to set up this idea that she's going to be tougher to deal with than what they were anticipating. But like I said, I thought it kind of came across clunky at times, but you know what? It's, it's a nitpick in my opinion. So yeah. Uh, but that's where that's that's kind of the end. But you have obviously Jimmy Smith's uh, the Organas. They are pleading to to Obi Wan to go to go find her to bring her back. And Obi Wan's like, no, I was not sitting here. I, you know, I'm supposed to be in charge of protecting the boy. Find somebody else. And Organa, uh, Bail Organa, he is just like not having it. He shows up on Tatooine in his cave. Is like, you got to go find her. And that's when he finally convinces Obi Wan to take up the case and to go try to find him and we get him going out look i don't know how he did it but he found the exact spot where he buried his lightsaber I know, I know. <laughs> like all right that's fine whatever it works it works for me in but, the desert a place that like constantly we see stuff being dug up and everything you know exactly. constant issues but no he found it he found it. maybe he had a gps on it or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he goes straight right to his lightsaber he digs it up and it's interesting because I thought at that point we were going to get a whole lot of lightsaber duels and stuff. He has not used it once in the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I kind of feel like they're going to end, might end up saving it. They just want us to know that it's there and he can use it if he needs to. But I wonder if we're going to wait to like the very end before he actually starts using it. Yeah, it'll, it'll get used. Uh, but uh, going back to the tone, because I never actually finished my thoughts on this, uh, you know, the Inquisitors, you know, one of the reasons they show up on Tatooine in the first place is not to find Obi-Wan, but they're looking for the, the other kid. And they eventually do find him, obviously, because he's gets up getting strung up in the middle of town. He's hung, his body is hung from these rafters that are hanging there. It's what like I said, it's that's one of the things that I like about what we've gotten from this show so far is just see the brutality and how hard life was for these people in the years after the Empire takes over. And that yeah. They're doing a really good job of showing us that because we we really haven't had much of a 
much insight into what life was like for these people. Uh, we got, I guess we kind of got a little bit with solo, but that didn't really show us a whole lot. I didn't think so. This does no. more of like the everyday, every man, everyday man kind of thing. At least I, I thought. Yeah. And, and, and it's exciting that they've done this when we know Favreau and Filoni are not involved. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, to know that they're not involved, that they've kept this tone and, really done a great job mm-hmm. you, uh, much better than the last uh favron yeah. and baloney thing so right. uh so the that that was a welcome surprise yeah it, it really was i mean they like that they've done just such a good job of setting up the show and giving us tone and giving us the stakes of it uh you know giving us just how how the inquisitors is intimidating as they are they are obviously constantly at odds with one another (laughs) so as as up till the end so you know that's kind of where you see their weakness is probably going to be be found is in there is in the fact that they obviously don't like each other that much they're constantly jockeying for power and all this type of stuff i feel like that's where their weakness is going to be is going to be shown that's where obi that's what obi-wan is going to exploit because that's what obi-wan does he he, you know he, he he's a planner and that's kind of one of the things that he gets called something like that in in the last prequel. I don't remember exactly what it is. It's not the planner, but it's something the strategist or something like that. That that's what Obi Wan does. He's constantly thinking. He's constantly planning, and he's got always got some something in mind of how he wants to do this. And I think it's one of the reasons why he initially is hesitant to take on, you know, uh, finding and getting Leia back to her parents because that that wasn't part of the plan. The plan was for him to stay and watch Luke protect him so when you present him with this thing that's that's curveball he doesn't like it because that's that's getting away from what he was supposed to do and what he was planning to do i think that's one of the reasons why he was struggling to take this mission on to begin with yeah and and i'm glad you mentioned the inquisitors issues because i really liked uh soon kang as the fifth inquisitor which we all if you're a fast and furious fan like me you know that's han from the Fast and the Furious oh, movie, some okay. so, and uh, we finally got justice for Han. I just want to shout out, shout that out to my <laughs> Fast and Furious fans. Uh, but, for a second, uh, he, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say we we all love Han and we love Soon Kang. So anytime I could see him, I'm happy. But yeah, for a second I thought it was Benedict Long. It's like is that Benedict Long? He's like no, it's not. But yeah, yeah, for, yeah. he kind of well, sounded like him. He sounds like him, but if you see Soon Kang is very attractive guy he's like tall muscular okay. looking okay, so cool. but uh yeah always always good to see him and i, I really like their dynamic i thought he looked cool too yeah mm-hmm. i liked his uh his costume and and just the way he sounded and everything so right. but it was good to watch that that he was not as rough on the uh on the people and w- was really rough was really hard on the third the third sister, third sister. so yeah, so that that could be interesting going forward, and I'm with you. Obi Wan's going to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we get that takes us into episode two. Obi Wan finally does relent, and he agrees to go find to find Leia and to bring her back to her parents, and that starts Obi Wan's journey to this planet. I, I had the name of the planet written down. But I don't remember what it is at the top of my head now, but um, he goes to this planet to try to find to try to find Leia, and he's looking for leads, and this child directs him to a jedi and this is where we meet kamal on johnny's character who and as soon as i saw him I was like oh he is he is being a con man pretending to be a jedi and it was oh, just it so was good. wonderful i mean i love kamal nanjiani i don't remember what uh, what is his character's name uh i thought it was haji haji haja 
I think, yeah, I think it's right. Haji. Uh, hold on, yeah. I had it. It's H A J A. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Haja. I think I don't know. Anyway, it's still Kamal Nanjiani, absolutely wonderful. He's not in this yes. this episode a lot, but he's in it enough, and he leaves his mark on the Star Wars universe. He does, and his scene for I mean, you could just tell he's conning the four oh, yeah. stuff just the way he's doing it, and then just just his mannerisms. I love Kamal, like yeah. he's one of the best, and always funny, and and he. You know he's in this. I think he has two scenes, or well, I guess three. Yeah, uh, and he he delivers big time in all three. Oh, I, yeah, he I does. hope we get. I hope we get more of him. I hope he gets to help them. Yeah, he's listed as being in five episodes of uh, of the show. So I, I, oh. I, I my guess is this kind of goes back to what you were saying. You get Kamal Nanjiani into this show. I don't think you get him in there just for one episode. I think you're right. getting you're getting him so you can get him for the entire thing. So, uh, but yeah, so his introduction, absolutely loved it playing a con man you know because this is not as soon as as soon as you see him just the way that he is interacting the way he's like and he says oh i am uh i'm like force talking to you i don't remember what it was that he yeah, said yeah. And like oh yeah you, you can tell that he's playing a con man and watching obi-wan basically call him out for it is was just absolutely wonderful because I don't know, like I said, just that how Obi Wan's just kind of stringing him along for a little bit. Then he reveals to him, you know, eh, dig his up, bud. But just absolutely wonderful. Love, love Kamal Nanjiani's uh, character. Yeah, and I was glad too because I remember when he was cast because it was a like undisclosed character. Yes, uh-huh. for some reason it was rumored that he was one of the Inquisitors that oh, they really? were that that, he, that they weren't going to show him, you know, because it would give it away who it was. Right. So I was glad. But this is him using his actual skills and, yes, and his comedic. And I, and I have a feeling he's going to be like Amy Sedaris in The Mandalorian. And yeah, he could be. Just, mm-hmm. just that comic relief every once in a while. And we need it. Yeah, we do. Because this is a very serious show. Right? I mean, yeah. uh, you, you need somebody to kind of bring in that levity, to bring in that, that light touch. Because it is a very serious. And like the actress who is playing the third sister. Let me find her name again real quick. Uh, yeah, she's, really, she's really good. Yeah, she is. She's really good, and she her name is Mo Moses. Ingram. Yeah, and if you watch the Queen's Gambit, did you watch that? I watched the first three episodes. I never finished it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I just finished. I just didn't get a chance to. Oh, <laughs> I want to go back and finish it. I just never got around to it. Yeah, she was she was really good in that, and she was really good in Ambulance. Oh, is she uh, in Ambulance? She was, yeah, she's okay. uh, um, the guy from the uh, the Watchman's wife. Okay, my my wife and I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, we yeah, keep talking yeah. about it, but we yeah, haven't yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Abdul Mateen. Yeah, he she plays his wife. Okay, but yeah, like I said, I, I me and my wife want to watch it at some point. We just haven't done it yet. I think so. it's I think it's on Peacock now. Yeah, it is. That's where we where we're planning to watch oh, it whenever yeah. we do get a chance to it. So, um, but like I said, she is bringing it in terms of the intensity. Uh, she reminds me a lot of of what's his name Kyle Kyle Ren's in the intensity and this the yeah. erraticness because like I said she's very intense but she's so impassioned about finding Obi-Wan that she doesn't necessarily think about everything she just acts out of out of that intensity and sometimes it's maybe not the best plan I mean the Grand Inquisitor calls her out for it when he shows up on this planet and says you know what in the world are you doing you're you're authorizing the kidnapping of a of a senator's daughter uh you know just being completely reckless in uh the way that she is trying to go about getting pulling obi-wan out of 
uh, out of the shadows. And I, for a moment, I was having a real hard, I was finding something I was going to have a really difficult time coming to terms with because she says to Flea, of whoever the character's name is, I don't remember, but she says to him uh, when he is questioning, you know, whether or not this would actually get Obi-Wan to come out, she says, he fought along her uh, he fought alongside her father in clone wars he will come for her it's like whoa time out time out time out if she knows how if she knows who leia is how in the world does vader not know who leia is so i was i was about to have a real issue with that but when the grand inquisitor shows up she actually explained it and it kind of relieved my fears about that because she says something along the lines like she was like doing some research into archives or something to try to find everyone and then she came across some things that made her come to the conclusion that leia is actually vader's daughter but she hasn't disclosed that yet so that's where that is how vader is unaware of is still unaware even though that she it's just her doing some detective work to figure this out so i mean it, it goes to show just how impassioned she is to find obi-wan because she has found something out that even vader himself does not know about leia so i think yeah. I, I said like i said for a moment there i was having a, a difficult time with it but once they kind of explained it i was like okay well that actually does make more sense and actually kind of works a little bit better for the story yeah, and I was going to give her one more shout out on her acting because, like you mentioned, you could feel her hatred coming oh, yeah. through mm-hmm. the screen, like yeah, how much can. she was putting it out there. So, you know, very, very good. Uh, she's very young too; she was like twenty eight. So yeah. this, this is a, this is a superstar in the make, and and good for them to grab her when they did. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what the backstory is on if it is. She's one of the young, those younglings, and she feels like she was abandoned or whatever. I'll be interested what the the what backstory they end up telling on this character that makes her that they reveal that just shows how much she hates Obi Wan so much. Like, like I said, there's got to be something there. I'll be interested what it is. So, uh, but the one thing that we get uh, in this throughout the course of this this episode, Obi Wan does rescue leia he does get her out of the, uh, prison uh, uh, as i'm sorry from being ca- he rescues her from being captured i don't know if they're actually going how much longer it's going to take him to get off this planet uh it seems like they were getting off as as the episode left as the episode finished up but we get this dynamic that star wars has done really well in the television shows this you know father-like figure child-like figure because we got it with grogu and man and uh and Din Jaren, we yeah. get, we're getting it now between Obi-Wan and Leia. Uh, just really good stuff. I mean, and credit to Ewan McGregor. This is the first time since he had he had to interact with Jake, what's his name, in the Jake first Lloyd. prequel. Yeah, well, he had to interact with him, but it, that was more Qui-Gon than it was Ewan yeah. McGregor back then. So he's doing a really good job of, you know, kind of working with this child who obviously doesn't completely trust him, doesn't understand. And she eventually reveals that she doesn't trust him at all when she sees his face in those bounty hunter uh, holograms, but just really good by you and McGregor of interacting with this child. And there's a lot of fun scenes between these two actors. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. My, my line of the week came from, you know, these scenes. I, I, I thought it was, it was a lot of fun and uh, I love how, she already had her power over him when you know he was like just get her the the jacket and he's like okay the gloves too <laughs> that's right <laughs> like okay <laughs> so, get her the gloves that's fine whatever yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah so I'll i was do. like that 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 cracked me up and you know i i love how he was 
he was tough on her too. He's like, just sit there, don't right. move. Right. And then he was he was excited that her uh, her toy was not working. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was funny too. So and, and uh, you know yeah, it was good. Yeah, and you know based on the fact that he was getting toys for for Luke, that's the one thing that that's what brought Owen to him. We know that he's going to at some point give that uh, repaired version or a new version of that same uh, of that same droid back to Layla Leia before before the series yeah. is over. I mean, that feels like an absolutely. Thing, so. Um, so we end up they're chasing they're getting chased through the city. Uh, they end up getting into well, I guess the shipyard or whatever it is. I'm not exactly sure where it is where it ends, but we get to this we get to this scene and obi-wan is trying to hide the two of them and you got the third sister sister reva or reva or however you pronounce her pronounce her name and she has tracked them down and she is she's doing this she's doing a very darth vader thing that vader did to luke at the end of return of the jedi where luke was in hiding and vader was talking to luke trying to find him we kind of get a, a little bit of a reminiscence of that in this scene because obi-wan is hiding and you sit and you hear uh, the third sister talking to him and she talks about how she can how his fear is giving away that's i think that was even a line that vader used yeah in, in that so there's a lot of callbacks to to that scene uh and but it obviously ends a little bit differently with the grand inquisitor coming in and kind of breaking things up but another big surprise in this she ends up killing the grand inquisitor because i didn't see that coming i thought the grand inquisitor was going to kind of like be Obviously, Vader is going to play a part in this, but he ends up getting killed. And like I said, I thought he was going to be like the real true villain, and obviously not. <laughs> well, isn't he a big villain in Rebels? Yeah, he is. Takes he, place after this. He is in the first season because I did a little research on him. Like I said, I, I did not watch that, but apparently, he's like the main antagonist throughout the first season of Rebels, and he dies at the end of it. So there's going to be some ret there's some retconning going on because he didn't die uh, in rebels the way he died in this i think he died in like in a ship explosion or something like that in rebels so so uh, so do you think he's actually dead oh yeah i think he is i i, I mean i can't imagine him surviving i mean she he took a i mean he basically took what qui-gon jen how he, he he died how he yeah, died yeah yeah so i'd be i would be surprised if if they bring him back in some shape form or fashion so yeah. I, I think he's gone uh but it, rupert friend was really good and yeah he was two episodes as yeah, playing the Grand inquisitor so uh yeah. very menacing i, I mean he was mm -hmm. every all the inquisitors are i mean they come across as absolutely yeah. terrifying so yeah and don't you wish she was uh reba instead yes, <laughs> you find out that someone someone was a huge reba mcintyre that's fan. right like, wouldn't that, that would be my, like that would just make me so happy if we found that out yeah that would be that would be spectacular uh, we, uh, we yeah. wanted to show our love for reba in, in, yeah. in the show so uh but the other interesting little tidbit they reveal is that that obi-wan kenobi was not aware that uh darth vader survived his attack at the end of revenge of the sith like i said i never really truly knew if he knew he was alive or not but it just kind of goes to show star wars is just such a weird it's just such a weird environment because like uh din jaren has no idea what jedi were you know and they were like part of the the galactic republic's they were the generals of the galactic republic army back during the the prequels uh you know darth vader's like the number two in command and obi-wan has no idea that he's alive like they don't have anything like the right. internet in star wars i know yeah yeah 
So well, it's I like they said, they're geniuses, but kind of dumb too. They don't well, realize I mean, the stuff. Yeah, they kind of are. I mean, look, Obi Wan is, is is trying his best, you know, to be in hiding, and because he's a Jedi, and the Inquisitors are hunting down Jedi, but he's dressed like a Jedi throughout the course of Episode right. Two. Uh, like, if yeah. there's no more, he could look no more like a Jedi if he tried. Yeah. Uh, now, now, remind me, did did Anakin know that uh, his wife was pregnant? Yes, in in the prequel, he did know. Yeah, he did. So know. he, mm-hmm. they made it feel made it sound like the kids had died when she died. Yeah, because when they were after after the emperor ends up saving uh, Anakin at on the uh, on the whatever I can't remember the name of that planet now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mustafar, Mustafar, or however you pronounce it. Uh, when he ends up saving him from there he brings him in. He does all the surgery to basically turn him into what Vader is now. And Vader, the first thing he says after he's turned into the Vader that we know him as in the suit and with the James Earl Jones voice, he asks him, where's Padme? And the emperor tells him that in his invaders rage, he ended up killing Padme. And that obviously is not the case. So that they were, he was assuming that, that the children were dead and that uh, okay. Padme died in the same, in, at the same time. So I don't know why I remember those movies so well, but I do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I apologize to our new listeners for me, uh, not knowing this stuff and remembering stuff. So I'm just well, gonna, I, you'll, you'll, you'll see that's going to keep going. <laughs> well, My I mean, most uh, I've seen the I've seen prequels. I probably saw them all twice. Uh, I, I I did see the third one not too terribly long ago. That's probably why I remember it. Just on TBS. Yeah. And my goodness, I don't know why I watched it on TBS because it has Ooh, commercials. That must have taken all day. It yeah. did. Like it's like three and a half hours. Yeah. I was like, and I remember thinking, I was like, you know, I could just flip over Disney Plus. Why am I still watching it on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw I saw Heat was on. TBS or TNT the other day, and I was like, "Is this like a seven-hour, eight-hour <laughs> commercials?" They don't, yeah. they don't cut anything in, in like no. They, do, they, they just they just put commercials because it used to be when they put a movie on on television, they would cut parts of it in, right, right. and they put the commercials in those spots. Now they don't cut anything; they just put commercials in. It takes like ten hours for a movie to play. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably why I remember. Like I said, it was on not too long ago on TBS or TNT or someplace like that. I ended up watching it, so that's probably why I remember it a little bit better. But like I said, so we get our, we're getting a lot of we're learning a lot about what's yeah. about how Star Wars works and the things that they're discovering. I guess that was Hayden Christensen that we saw yeah, at the end. It was uh, okay. It, it was, was okay. It was, yeah, yeah. I, I read something that that was him. Oh, did you did you catch the Tamara Morrison cameo? No, I didn't. Where was he? So remember when there was a uh, a homeless guy looking for change? Yeah, that was that was him. him. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's uh, wearing a wig. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't notice him. <laughs> Speaking of cameos, we're going to get Liam Neeson, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to mention it earlier because they in the in like the, the greatest hits of the prequels thing that we got before the show actually started, they did specifically bring up the scene where Yoda is telling Obi-Wan about how he can learn to converse with, uh, to learn how to converse with a force ghost. And in the first episode, there is a moment where where obi-wan wakes up and like he calls out for qui-gon and i was like okay we're gonna get a force ghost now and he doesn't show up so obviously he still hasn't quite mastered it or we don't know quite as much as we know about force ghosts in general and they can't just show up whenever you need them but uh we're gonna get 
we're going to get a, a, a Liam Neeson force ghost at some point. Yeah, we, we are. And also because I read something too where Liam Neeson not too long ago right. said he would be up for being in a movie, but not a TV show, Yeah, which of course is a dead giveaway. He's going to be in this. <laughs> well, I think, I think he'll show up like in one episode. I, I don't right, think he would, right. I don't think he would no, want to do I, like I'm a, with you. Yeah. I don't think he'd want to do a, a, an entire series like this, even though a Qui-Gon series would be great if you ask me, oh, but, yeah. but yeah, uh, he, I, like I said, I would love for them to bring him back somehow or another, but yeah. I, I think that's where we're going to see him. We'll see him at least once, maybe twice, uh, as a forest goes, but I don't think we're going to see him much more than that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, so that's kind of where the show ends. Obviously, uh, the the Inquisitor battle where they, the, she ends up killing, like I said, I'm assuming that he's dead, uh, where she ends up killing the Grand Inquisitor. That allows Obi-Wan to get on the, sh- on the ship with Leia. They end up escaping. And that will take us into episode three, which will actually come out on Wednesday. So uh, I'm not really sure why they did, I guess, so they could coincide with the uh, Star Wars uh, celebration that's going on in Anaheim. That's the only thing I can think yeah. of why they, they pushed it to, to Friday because they're going back to Wednesday after this week. So, uh, but that's, that really kind of takes anything else you want to talk about before we do weekly awards. Um, let me make sure. No, I think that's good. I think we're good. All right. So if you are new to our show, we do whenever we're covering a season of a show and we have not finished it we will do weekly awards we have three of them uh the first weekly award we give out is the Tyrion lannister which is the mvp of the week so who is your mvp your Tyrion lannister for the first two episodes of obi-wan i mean it had to be you and mcgregor yeah, as obi-wan right it, it does yeah. <laughs> he's he's so good it's gonna be hard to Oh, yeah. especially since he doesn't have like an ethan hawk type person as a villain right you know although you know we mentioned moses ingram is really good but uh yeah and i'll be interested to see what they do with hayden christensen in this i mean that that's was true that's true that is kind of like the other big story coming into this show when they announced that hayden christensen was coming back to reprise his role as as yeah. vader so i'll be interested to see how they do that because Look, it's been my it's been my thing that I've wondered ever since they announced this show. Is like, okay, you're bringing Hayden Christensen back, so you can't put him in the suit because if you put him in the suit, you got to have James Earl Jones do the voice. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't just all of a sudden have Hayden Christensen doing the voice. That's just not going to work. Uh, so, like I said, I'll be interested to see how how they use him in this in this in this show, uh, or if we're always going to see him without the suit on. So I'll be like I said, I, I really don't know how that part of this is going to work, but. Yeah they might can figure out a way for him to use. I, I hope he does well in this show. Because Me too. He, I was going to say that too. And I made fun of him early. I hope he does extremely well. I do too, because he has been forever lambasted for his performance in those. Yeah. It, look, it is, and it's kind of like we were talking earlier. It's, it's not undeserved, but how much fault is his, you know, it's going to be forever because none of the material in that was good. I mean, those lines right. that everybody had to deliver. I mean, even Obi-Wan's lines were not good. It's just Hugh McGregor was mm-hmm. making the best of them. So, right. Anyway, so let's give a bit of a tangent. So let's go ahead and get back to our awards. Yeah. Uh, our Agatha all along is the best scene of the week. What's the best scene for you? So I did the, the chase scene, which led to uh, the chase with uh, Obi-Wan chasing yeah. Leia being chased by uh, Rava mm-hmm. and uh, them him having to use the force to save Leia. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like that also. Uh, 
we found out these last couple series, Star Wars, obsessed with parkour. <laughs> the stunt people, because we've seen a lot of parkour, a lot of building jumping. Yeah, and we, we got it here, but but it's still pretty cool. I always enjoy it. So I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, that's the one I went with as well. So we're, we're kind of matching up so far. The reason I liked it so much is because we see we see the third sister, Sister Reva, or whatever her name is. We see her just, you know, it's the first real sense of how well trained she is in the force because you have to be able to do all the stuff that it's force jumping and all that kind of stuff so it's uh that's one of the reasons i liked it so much we get a true idea of just how much of an adversary she is going to be for obi-wan in this because obi-wan is reluctant to do anything because every time he, he doesn't want to call attention to himself because the more attention he calls to himself the more likely it is that he'll be discovered and found and all that type of stuff so uh, okay, i gotta I got say one more funny thing i just thought what's that don't you wish it was Sister Reba, and then we find out that her name as a kid was Fancy? <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, other people be- are like, would he shut up about Reba McIntyre? It's <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> hey, uh, Reba McIntyre is great. So there's no reason. There's yeah. no reason not to talk about Reba McIntyre if you can. So, uh, all right. Uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss the best line of the week. What's your best line of the week? So mine is for it's a uh, Obi Wan and Leia scene, and it's uh, we are farmers from Tor, and you are my daughter. <laughs> and Leia comes back with granddaughter, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yes. That was good. To, yeah, it was good. And it just goes to show, you know, that she is really trying to lean into the uh, you know the the smarminess that Layla yeah. that Leia always I don't know Layla. I don't know always that but uh I did the one I went with it was too long to to get uh, it was the very opening scene that the inquisitors are introduced and where the inquisitors is basically giving that monologue about how to uh, about how to hunt Jedi uh and it just really goes to show yeah. you know what the Jedi are against and just how just their nature works against them in terms of trying to hide because they you know, it's in their nature to want to help. It's in their nature to want to intercede on behalf of the poor, the downtrodden, and how that works against them when you're trying to stay in hiding from some, from people. And like I said, it just, I thought that was a really well done monologue by the Grand Inquisitor. I thought it really showed what they were, what they were like, and also showed just how difficult this was, this was on a Jedi to try to remain in hiding. So that's the reason I ended up going with it as my line of the week. So all right uh i guess that's all for our award so um, no rating system oh that's right ratings thank you i'm glad you i totally forgot about that so we also have a rating system we do not give a final rating this is just where we currently sit with with uh, this show so at the top of our rating system is game of thrones if it is game of thrones it is the best of the best uh, one of the best things we've ever seen Beneath it is Lost, so a very good show. Uh, beneath Lost is a Friends, middle of the road, you know, entertaining, uh, but has some flaws. Beneath Friends is Full House, and at the bottom of the barrel is Baywatch. So where so far does Obi-Wan Kenobi fall on our rating system for you? So I, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it a loss. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait until we could get to some Game of Thrones material right. mm-hmm. uh, until, until we, until we go through it. I'm not going to get Bubba fatted again, <laughs> you know? uh, but, uh, but I thought it was a really good show. So I think, I, and, it, and I want to see more of it. So right. I, I think that's worthy of a loss. Yeah. I, I'm, I will probably never give a show a 
a Game of Thrones after just two episodes of a yeah. six-episode show. So yeah. uh, I, we need to see more. But if they keep on this pace, I could very easily see this going to Game of Thrones. Look, it's it's really good. I had high expectations for this show. Uh, you know, the trailers really made me excited for it. And I was a little nervous because, like, last time I was excited about a, a Star Wars show, I was kind of disappointed with, with Boba Fett. But this one is really... It's been really good so far, and I'm really excited about the potential for it. And if they can keep up what they've done so far, I, I, this will eventually become a Game of Thrones, but it's too early to put it there yet. And we, we got to leave it at a loss for right now. So, okay. all right. So, we are going to do recommendations, even though this is kind of like the third show of the week. We're, we're kind of on a weird recording schedule this week because of uh, the th- stuff that we're trying to, to review. So, uh, recommendations. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners this week? I have two, and I just thought of one because it involves Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend Tremors mm. uh, because also we just lost Fred Ward, who's one of the stars yeah. of that show, and a great character actor, and always a good presence, always that mean, gruff face, and he was fantastic in Tremors with Kevin yeah. Bacon. They had great chemistry, and it's streaming on Stars. I just looked it up, and okay. man, it's just, I, I, you know, I know they make bad sequels of this oh, yeah. but that was that was just a fantastic movie man they were that they, they was so good and it was a throwback to that 50s horror but right. with the humor uh and i still quote the profanity that kevin bacon uh screams to the uh, <laughs> to the to the worm all the time when, right. when i'm you know cussing out some one of my <laughs> friends so uh, if you know you know what i'm talking you know, about yeah, so right. that was that's that's one of them. So thank you, Reba, for making me remember about us losing Fred Ward and, <laughs> and remind me about this great movie. But the second one was uh, we just finished half the season of Better Call Saul, and it was okay. incredible. We got we only have a few episodes. I think we have five episodes left. Man, you just don't see a prequel as we saw with Star Wars. Right. You don't you don't see a prequel maybe better than the original material, and that happened. Uh, here yeah so uh, i i'm just a huge fan of better call saul uh i'm probably going to watch both of these at some point you know back to back it's just incredible work and so uh and i love the show because there are these actors in it that have never been household names patrick fabian michael mando ray seahorn and now they are because they're doing such great work so I, i just i love the show and i would recommend it all right so my recommendation is actually still is related very much to what we just talked about and that is if you have been keeping up on twitter facebook or anything like that about the star wars celebration that's going on in anaheim they are talking about a lot of stuff that is coming up in the star wars universe and there's a lot of really good trailers and stuff that they have released uh the andor trailer i don't know if you saw it uh, I did not see it. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. But I'll be perfectly it. honest. When they announced, when they first announced that they were doing an Andor show, I was completely indifferent. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll watch it. It's Star Wars, but yeah, they don't yeah. necessarily know that I care about a show about Andor Cassio, or Cassian or whatever his name is. And when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this show. It looks wow. incredible. The trailer looks absolutely amazing about the show uh, so when it comes out in august like oh yeah I- i'm all pumped up for this yeah because i i kind of thought the same thing as like oh it's a prequel to the prequel right it is <laughs> yeah. 
so like I said, I was, I was completely indifferent, but once I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. And there it's going to be the longest show that Disney plus has done. It's going to be 12 episodes. Uh, wow. Yeah. And they've already greenlit a second season of it for 12 more episodes. So we're getting, whoa, yeah, we're getting at least 24 episodes of Andor. Uh, so uh, like I said, and, and when you see the trailer, you, you it's I don't know how you cannot be excited about about that show because it looks absolutely amazing. Apparently, there was a trailer for the season, the third season of Mandalorian, but they didn't release it to the public. Uh, so if you were there, you actually saw it. Uh, let's see. They announced uh, they had a they also because it's they're including Lucasfilm in this. They released a trailer for Willow. I loved the movie Willow oh, when I was a kid. Uh, so, there's, yeah, there's a, the Willow series that comes out. Is Val in it? No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. It's just the. It's just a Warwick. Uh, Warwick Davis. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's in it. They've got a whole new cast. The uh, the person who played uh, the villain in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, what was her name? I can't remember her name. Uh, the red haired girl. Uh, she's she's in this. Uh, so they got they got a whole new supporting cast and stuff for it. So, um, but like I said, that looks like it's going to be fun. They they showed a, a picture of the next Indiana Jones movie. It's just a picture. It wasn't a, a trailer or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they 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 showed that. They announced a brand new show that, that we had not even heard of. It's going to be called The Skeleton Crew, which has been described as Stranger Things in Space, but it's also going to have Jude Law in it. Oh. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that they have announced at Star Wars Celebration. And like I said, none of it is... Except with the exception of the Indiana Jones uh, movie, which is technically Star Wars, just Lucasfilm, it's all television sto- sh- shows that they've been talking about. Uh, well, they still have not figured out what they're going to do with Rogue Squadron. That the, they were supposed to be a, a movie about it, and they ended up getting rid of their director and changing courses on it. So uh, they haven't even mentioned it yet. So, uh, like I said, there's still a lot of stuff they haven't talked about. Ahsoka that I've heard. So uh, even though I know that I think it's in production, I think. But I could be wrong. About well, that. I saw where uh, also Katie Sackhoff is now a, a cast member of The Mandalorian season three. Yeah, she is. From what I heard, because I was listening to the Ringer podcast where they did the like the instant reaction to uh, to the Andor trailer and to uh, they they talked about that trailer that was the Mandalorian season three trailer. Apparently, it's going to be what we thought it was going to be a big like struggle for power between uh, Katie Sackhoff's character and between Din Jaren uh, about the dynamics of that. So, like I said, I'll be really interested to see. I, I want to see that trailer. Why are the yeah, why did yeah. they talk the release it show it at this thing but not release it to the public? That just kind of annoys me. So, uh, but like there's a ton of stuff. So if if you want to go if if you're a Star Wars fan, which you should be a Star Wars fan if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you are, go check out uh, the Star Wars celebration. There, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube. There's a ton of stuff there that you can go look look and watch a lot of interviews and stuff about people talking about what they're working on, how they're what they're excited about, and all that kind of stuff. So like I said, it was uh, like I said that. That andor trailer just looks absolutely amazing so they better live up that hype that coming <laughs> all right i guess that wraps it up for this episode so anything else you want to share before we head off just want to tell everybody we appreciate you joining us and we'll talk to you next time i will echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true